Bava Metziah, Perik Hey, Mishnah Dalit 5-4, and now we go on to the topic of Iska. So let me explain this all out before we see the Mishnah. We'll see it all in principle because it's a little bit uh, tricky to understand. For sometimes I'll do my best, Bez Hashem, to make it not tricky. Um, pretty much every kind of business venture requires two components. It requires capital, that's like the money or the stuff, the equipment that's going to be used, and then it needs labor. That's the work that's done, like the elbow grease, the sweat that's put in um, to get the... to to run the business. So a joint venture, we have two people. One person's providing the labor, one person providing the capital is called an ISCA. An ISCA, like a joint venture, okay? Um, the person who provides, if it's a simple situation where there's just two of them, one's providing all the capital, one's providing all the labor. So the person who provides the capital, the investor, he's called the mashkia, the investor. And the other person who's doing the um, all the work, we'll call him the entrepreneur, so he is called the misasek, the one who does the work. Okay? So investor and entrepreneur, or mashki and misasek, they collaborate to make an iska. So now, that's background. Let's talk about what might happen in the real world. In the real world, you've got some guy, an entrepreneur. He says, oh, you know, I see that um, everyone's dying for, you know, uh, milk in the subway. I'm sure if I set up a milk stand, that'll be better than a lemonade stand. Everyone will buy my fresh milk and, you know, I'll make a mint. One small problem. I don't have cows. How can I produce? Where do I get the milk from? So he has a friend. The friend has a couple extra cows spare. So the entrepreneur says to his friend, listen, I'll do the work. You provide the cows and uh, I'll open this uh, you know, milk stand in the subway and I'll make a fortune. So that would be an isca, right? Because the person, one person providing the investor, providing the, the capital, the mashkia, the two cows, the one person providing the labor, the misasek, the guy running the, the, the milk stand. So, if the mashkia wants to structure this transaction as a debt transaction, as a loan, he says, okay, I'll lend you my cows to run this business for a month, then you have to give them back to me, and we'll split the profits. So that would be a big problem, because that is good old-fashioned lending at interest. Um, it probably wouldn't be a doraisa, be a dorabana, because we're not setting ahead of time the exact amount that's being paid, but the point is, if there's profits, they'll be shared, so that would be at least... Avak ribis because the lender is getting back his principal, his you know his two cows back, and he's also getting back the profits if there are any from the from the uh, milk stand. So he's getting uh, compensated for waiting to get his cow back. And good old fashioned that's that's ribis, right? Or at least they're abundant ribis. Um, so that's how business works. So how is it possible that a person who is an entrepreneur and needs some kind of capital can get capital? Um, in a way that essentially works kind of like debt financing, but doesn't have a ribs problem. So Chazal said, we, we'll set that up through this ISCA situation. Now, the, the technical way in which the ISCA is set up, known as the heter ISCA, the way in which we permit a, what looks like a loan to function really is like a sharing of profits, is that when the mashkia provides you know, the capital, we say half of his, what he's providing is structured as a halva'a, as a loan, interest-free loan, of course, and the other half is structured as a picadon, as a deposit, meaning it stays his property, um, and just the the person's in charge of the, the custodian, right, the shomer, is the is the misasek, is the entrepreneur, okay? And the idea is like this, that the mashkia gives us two cows, since, so one of the cows is a, just loaned for interest-free to the entrepreneur, and the other cow is his cow. And if, at the end of the day, they make $100 of profit at their milk stand, so what happens is they split it 50-50, let's say. So 
the mashkia investor cow owner gets 50 and the entrepreneur misazek hard worker gets 50. Now, how is that not considered interest? Because the 50 that the mashkia gets back is ascribed not to interest on his loan. It's not coming out of the pocket of the borrower, misasek. No, no. He's, he's got an interest-free loan. Um, the one cow is a picadon, and that picadon always stayed the property of the mashkia, the investor, and it produced the, the milk to get 50 in profit. So the 15 profit is, is, is not from his loan bearing interest, but rather from his picadon, his cow that's been deposited with the misasek, the worker, the entrepreneur, um, generating milk profit. Okay, so that's how uh, an iska works, again, that the mashkia gives half as a picadon, half as a halva'a. The halva'a, of course, is a loan, interest-free. The misasek, the one doing the work, he's responsible to return both halves. So he has to return the loan, one cow, and the picadon, one cow. So they have to come back to the to the investor. Um, but if there's profits, so then we'll say that the if the hundred profits, so half that goes to the mashkia is thanks to his picadon cow, and half that goes to the misazek, the entrepreneur, is thanks to his interest-free loan. Okay, that's the setup, and that's that, that's how an isca works. Now the mission is assuming you understood that already. Okay, it jumps into the next step of the problem, which is okay. That's a very clever way of structuring a transaction where what well, looks and feels and pays out as if it were debt, like a loan. I'm lending you two cows and giving back back my two cows plus the profit, half the profit, um, is actually really like a, an equity deal to joint venture, and all the profits are coming from not as debt repayments, but as you know his own his own picadon, his own cow that he retained possession of, um, generating profits. The problem is that if you look at it like that, so then, and this is where the Mishnah begins, the misasek, that entrepreneur, is um, working on like milking the cow of the picadon cow, the cow that is the remain the possession of the mashkia, and he's not getting compensated for it. He's just making money on behalf of the mashkia. So what does that mean? Mashkia basically now gave him the other cow as a halva, as a loan. He's going to get it back. But the but the misasek is not just returning the cow that he borrowed. He's also milking the picadon cow. So you see that the mashkia is getting an economic benefit. And that is effectively, at least like Madurban, it's like ribbits because he's getting back his loan plus getting work for free. It's very similar to the um, previous mission we had where... I, I, the lender lends money and then stays for free in the borrower's chatzer. He's getting back his principal that he lend out, plus he gets the economic benefit of having a free place to stay. That's disallowed. And so here's the same kind of thing. It should be disallowed for the misasek, the invest, the entrepreneur, to milk the cow that belongs as a picadon to the mashkia for free. So the way you solve that problem is that in our ISCA arrangement, in addition to agreeing to split the profits, my profits coming from my picadon and your profits coming from my halva to you, my loan to you, also the mashkia has to pay, like uh, I'll call it for example, like we'll call it for a moment minimum wage, has to pay a wage to the misazek for his work. So in addition to profit sharing, the worker gets paid like a minimal amount. Um, that's called um, like a poel bata, like a... Like a unemployment, unemployed labor. 
The truth is it's a little more complicated than that. I don't get like, stuck at this point so much. But the calculations of, of how much he has to get paid has to be not just the minimum wage for a person doing nothing, but rather what a person of his like training and abilities, earning capacity, would um, agree to accept to instead do a much less demanding job of sitting around uh, selling milk in the subway station instead of you know laying bricks or something. Okay? But that's the point of our Mishnah, that we have a problem of the Mishasek doing work, which effectively is economic benefit, or like, like Ribis, for the Mashkia, and he's a, and the Mishasek is a borrower, he's a lova, because he took half of the, one of the cows is a, is a halva, um, he, he can't do it for free, that would be like Ribis. So therefore, he ha- the Mashkia has to pay him. Okay, that's the gist of our Mishnah, and conceptually, there are a number of different cases given, but that's, they're all the same, basically like that. So here's what happens, it says inside, you're not allowed to essentially um, set up your shopkeeper to sell something like cola on consignment, like, and um, and splitting the profit. So the idea is would be something like this. You know, I happen to have this is a new case altogether. I happen to have um, the dairy where my cows produce, so I can get milk really cheap. I get I can get you know milk for. $100 that you could sell retail in a shop in individual little cartons for $1,000. So there's like $900 of profit to be made here. The profit, problem is what has to work. I have a farm. I don't have a storefront. So I say, listen, I'll give you my milk that's worth 100 You'll sell it in your shop for 1000 We'll make 900 profit and we'll split the profits 50-50. Meaning you'll get 450 I'll get 450 of the 900 profit. You can't do that, says the Mishnah, because the problem is that the way that if I'm essentially giving you the hundred of milk, and here's the essential point I'm saying now: if you would you know, lose that milk or you know whatever it is, if you drop it on the floor or whatever, so then um, you would have to reimburse me because it's my milk that you're, I'm giving to you to to profit from, but it's you'd have to pay me back. So it's, it kind of looks like a loan. So the problem is if we say, oh, it's not a loan; it's a iska, and half the milk belongs to me as a loan, half the milk belongs to you as a as a picadon. So. Um, the problem is that the guy running the shop, the Ms. Azek, um, who was selling the milk, is doing work for free on behalf of the uh, the guys providing the milk because his milk's getting sold for free and he's, he's getting the splitting the profits. He's losing nothing for that. And therefore, the mission is going to say that can't work. Um, he, instead, what would have to happen is that the guy who provides the milk has to also give schar a wage to the shopkeeper. Similarly, Velo yiten maos likach behen peros the same kind of setup, instead of the mashkia, the investor, providing the actual stuff for sale, like the milk, he says, listen, I know there's a farm you can get milk for cheap. Here is $100. Go buy the $100, you, Mr. Uh, entrepreneur, and you'll be able to sell it in your shop for 1000 with the profits. You can't do that for the same exact reason, because the $100 that is being given by the mashkia is now, even if it's half, only half a loan, it's a loan, and therefore he'd be working on the other, on the other half, which is the picadon, on behalf of the mashkia, and doing it for free, that'd be getting a benefit. That's no good. And therefore, unless the mashkia, the investor, pays additionally to the um, the, the entrepreneur, the mustasek, the wages he would get to be as a worker, standard you know wages. And just to before we go on, there's no requirement for this to be 50-50 split. It could be you know 60-40 split. So the way it could essentially if they want to agree ultimately to a 50-50 split, what they could do is say, listen, we're doing a 60-40 split, but then I'm paying you wages of, you know, 10, so that would net it back to 50-50. That, that could be done also. So there's a lot of, you know, um, room for wiggle when you're setting up this ISCA type situation. 
Okay. Similarly, says the Mishnah, two more cases, but they really affected the same kind of principles. Ein moshivin tarnagol in the mechza. You can't... One guy has unhatched eggs. So he's the mashkia. And he says to the misasek, the guy who runs the farm, listen, do me a favor, you incubate these eggs for me. They're only worth a hundred now. If you incubate them, they'll become chickens. They'll be worth a thousand. We can sell them and make nine hundred profit. So I'll give you my eggs. Now, again, the important point here is that the the misasek will be responsible to replace the eggs if they would get, you know, broken or something. That being the case, he's essentially like acting as a, a borrower. He's liable for it. So we're going to say it's like an iska. Half is a hashka, half is a halva alone. Half of the eggs, the other half of the eggs are. Picadon, same setup for the Iska situation. But again, the problem is if the incubator is doing all the work, he's working for free, and this is being a borrower, you have a problem of looking like ribis, and therefore you'd have to pay him something. And similarly, shamin agalm a different kind of arrangement where I have a baby, um, an agel, agalin are baby calves, baby cows, and the siachin, a siach is a foal, that's a baby horse. So the point is, I have these like, you know, immature livestock like a, a young cow or a young horse and I give it to you I say listen you are good animal husbandry kind of guy I'll give you my foal or my calf or calves and you'll you know raise them up when they're big and strong we'll sell them we'll make a lot of profit the mission says ain shaman you can't appraise them the point of the appraisal this is very important and it's, it's easily missed the point is if I'm giving you the cow and I'm saying look right now let's agree the cow's worth a hundred and we're going to hopefully sell it for a thousand, and we'll make nine hundred profit. The point is, if I'm saying now let's appraise it at a hundred, what I'm saying is, I'm expecting you to return to me um, the, the cow's value of a hundred in the event something goes wrong. So you're effectively like once again back to borrowing territory. That's important. If it wouldn't be the case, if, if the if the mishasek, the guys running the farm in this case, uh, wouldn't be liable to replace the cow. So then we wouldn't have a problem of uh, a halva, but that's what's happening here. So we're saying is let's appraise the cows now. Let's agree they're worth a hundred, and anything, whatever you get over a hundred, we'll split the profits. So that's an iska situation. It's a potential problem, and therefore you can't do it. Unless the mashkia, the investor, pays wages to the guy who's doing the incubating of the eggs or the raising of the livestock. And also Mazono, he also split, has to split the cost. He has to pay for at least his half, the, the feed that's going to his half, I mean, his picadon. Because why should the borrower pay for the f- food of a picadon? As far as the the halva part, the, the other half, the borrowed animal or borrowed eggs, so those, of course he has to pay for, because why not? But the, but the, the picadon, he'd have to, the mashkia, the investor has to pay for his own. If not, it's like a, essentially like a ribis. But so that's the same again. Now the Mishnah says, Aval, what you could do is you could give the one party could give his immature calves and foals to the farmer. They they here it says simply mekablin, they're accepted, but there's no Shuma, there's no appraisal, meaning we're not saying, um, we're saying now it's worth 100 and th- whatever profit above that we split. No, we're saying the animal is yours for the best, we're partners in this animal, and if if the animal gets lost, so we both lose. So now all of a sudden there's no halva at all, he has no loan here, 
right? I'm saying here, I have a cow, you raise them with the profits. But since you're not responsible to replace the cow, you know, no way are you like a, a, a lova, you're not a borrower. And that being the case, there's no issue of ribis and splitting it. So therefore, if that be the case, you could um, just, you know, hand over the animals for raising without any any a base without any shuma, without appraisal, and no, it's not like a loan, it's only a picadon, therefore there's no problem of ribis whatsoever. Period. Now, the Mishnah is basically over. It just has a side point here, which is totally not relevant, which is in the time of the Mishnah, not applicable today necessarily, if you would do this transaction, and you would give some, you know, herdsman your cow or your uh, your foal, and you say, listen, you raise it up and then we'll split it, so how long is that contract for? If you don't specify when is the herdsman's job done, saying he raised this foal to be a full-blown horse, or he raised the cow sufficiently now to be from a calf to be a cow, says the Mishnah, um, the standard amount is ad shin until they are a third. So according to the Bartura and many others, it means a third of the full growth. And according to the Rambam, it means third year for the cow. V'chamor, when it comes to donkeys, until it's able to carry a load, meaning it has some sort of economic value because now it can work. That's when the job has been done, and then they would be allowed to sell it and split the profits based on the increase in value that was accrued from raising the animal from being a little, you know, baby donkey doing a big, strong donkey.